All right. Welcome, everybody, to the first podcast episode of Backwoods Unleashed. Today, we're going to be talking about how to get started fishing on any type of body of water and just generally what that consists of. So before we get started, I will say that if you're listening to us on Spotify or Google or Apple podcast, this episode is on the YouTube channel. So it will be posted there if you would like to see the video portion of it and like to see my notes and like to see me go through it. Um, Also, any links and stuff like that will be listed in the description of the YouTube video. So head over to Backwoods Unleashed and you can see the full episode there as well. All right, so let's switch it over here real quick to my notes and let's get started. All right, so the first thing on any type of body of water, it really depends on a couple different things. Firstly, you got to know your target fish, whether it's some bass, sunfish, catfish, carp, and or saltwater type fishing. Um, To know these is going to help determine what kind of gear you bring, um, really just the season that you go fishing, um, your budget, um, mostly different scenarios like that. You really just need to define what type of fish you are going after or if you're just kind of going for a general and you want to just bring um, just normal, normal stuff here to be able to fish for all different types of species um, that you're fishing at this body of water. Another good question that you should ask yourself is what time of year you're fishing? If is it going to be in the spring, the fall, um, along with that, uh, midday, night, different times of the day you're going to be fishing. Um, the spring and fall, more importantly, is going to be important because in the spring, uh, the fish are usually going to be moving up shallow and going to be uh, starting to spawn and lay their eggs. So it's a good time to really uh, catch some fish from the bank if you're going to be bank fishing. So it'd be a great time uh, during the spring to look uh, shallow for different types of fish, uh, especially like bass or sunfish and stuff like that. Um, the fall is whenever uh, many fish are going to start getting just a little bit more aggressive, trying to stock up, eat a lot more while um, they prepare for the winter months. So this would be a good time, and different baits work well in the fall. So if you're going to be fishing in the fall, some uh, different baits you could use for bass uh, would be like a red red crawl-type bait. This really is more effective in the fall because the crawdads start to uh, come out a little bit more and you see them a little bit more, so the bass really hone in on their food source of crawdads. So if your water area does have crawdads and stuff like that, that's a good bait to use there. And then uh, the time plays a role on what you are going to be choosing. If you're midday, it's kind of going to be a slower fishing uh, usually. Um fish are more lethargic especially if this is like midsummer full sun no clouds in the sky bluebird type sky as you would hear uh every now and then this is going to be a little bit harder of a fishing scenario so just know that that it might be a little bit slower you might not catch as much um 
You can also do some nighttime fishing. Uh, if you're doing catfish or carp and stuff like of that nature, uh, close to night or at dusk, great times to fish, especially for largemouth. If you're doing like a top water at night at the dusk type area, it has a greater chance of using top water and catching uh, bigger fish and just all essentially uh, getting a better quality bite more towards that nighttime. Catfish, you can, uh, if you're using like a bobber or a float, you can uh, leave that on a line and fish during out the night because they, it kind of cools off and they kind of move around just a little bit more if you're fishing midsummer. Otherwise, they'd be pretty much in the center of any um, body of water that you're fishing, trying to keep cool. So that's where they'd be. So if you're fishing at more of that night scenario for catfish, you will really have a better chance of uh, getting a bite for catfish during that time. Now, there's a couple things that you need to ask yourself while you're uh, looking at what you're... Uh, target is for fishing and that is your budget and what you're willing to spend on gear if it's a couple hundred bucks less than a hundred um, or you really don't care and you'll put as much money as you want into it and money really isn't an object um, you can't go wrong with uh, two different scenarios you can either go a spinning gear route or a big caster um, both have their scenarios and both have different advantages spinning gear kind of allows you to be uh, cast farther uh, essentially are usually a little bit cheaper depending on what it is and there's not a whole lot to them most of you probably grew up fishing uh, spinning gear so you probably already know how to use them um, bait casts are a little bit different uh, they're kind of a little bit faster cast and you're already reeling it in um, probably just a little bit more expensive essentially but they allow you to um, kind of just be a little bit more accurate with your casting and have just a little bit more advantages like that and probably just a tad bit faster for your fishing so if something like that you can't go wrong with either one of these two either spinning or bait casting so either one of those would be a good option um, a couple of these if you're looking to spend a couple hundred bucks I would look at Shimano gear Shimano is a good brand and they make good quality stuff so you can look at anything that they make and use that. Another good brand, uh, Abu Garcia, also makes some really great products. Luz is another good one if you're looking, that's probably like the top three if you're trying to find uh, good quality gear to purchase for your first beginner type stuff. Um, if you're looking to do and that can be range from a couple hundred bucks you can spend about a hundred bucks on a reel 100 bucks on a rod and you'll have a really good combo and you'll be set if you're looking to spend a less than 100 bucks um, I would highly recommend a the Abu Garcia black Mac black max line uh, bait caster you can get for about sixty dollars maybe less on sale uh, spinning rods like 40 and these are gonna suit you just fine. They're pretty lightweight. Um, I've I use one currently for my bait caster, and it has been going strong. And this would be the fourth year with it, so they hold up really well. I'll have a video uh, later talking about the Black Max. So if you 
stay tuned. You can watch that video and I'll go into details and how to maintain that reel and just uh, what its pros and cons are if you're interested in that. So if you're in this category of the less than 100, I would look for the Black Max here by Abu Garcia and that will treat you really well. If you're going money is no object, of course, um, the main three, Shimano, Abu, and if you're looking for uh, higher quality stuff and you don't care about money, that Shimano reels would probably be where I would start. Um, Abu makes some great uh, rods too at the higher price point. They're a little bit cheaper than Shimano, but they're still really good quality. But if you don't really care, I'd probably go Shimano most of the way. They've been around just a little bit longer and they have really great product. The next thing is uh, find what you're going to be fishing, uh, what lake, and really just do some research on your lake. Um, find out what other people are doing. Um, talk to people at the boat ramp. If, what are they fishing for? They had any luck? What's been working for them? Um, probably eight times out of ten, nine times out of ten, you ask someone at the boat ramp how their fishing is going. They're going to talk to you about it and uh, share the information that they have. They're not going to care to talk to you about it, and they're going to want to talk to other people that enjoy the hobby and the sport. So if you really just talk to someone there, uh, you can really find someone who's on really the same wavelength as you and will give you some key information of, hey, they're biting on this, this collar's working, hey, don't don't waste your time over on that side of the lake, I didn't catch anything, but on this side, they're really fired up over there if you want to catch some. So really just talk to them. Another good one would be uh, local bait shops. They have a pretty knowledgeable stuff. If they're working there, they're more than likely going to know uh, about what baits to recommend you and if they're by your local waterway they're more than likely going to be fishing that same spot too so they're going to be able to uh, give you some good pointers and tell you and point you in essentially the right direction so don't be afraid to stop in there and ask uh, certain questions about what's working what's not another good one which is i don't have on here is uh, social media i know the more or less uh, hated social media but um if you find different people that fish your waterways on social media follow them ask them see what they're using see what they're posting um dm them ask them different questions um more than likely they'll give you some good pointers as well of what to use and where so that's just another good option for you guys out there that we have nowadays um different baits to bring with you uh, this is I'm gonna be going now into like essentially uh, what I'd recommend if you wanted just an all-around different baits to use what to bring with you and what really should work everywhere um, you got two main ones you got your live and your artificial um, for your live ones you have uh, worms and minnows essentially are gonna be your best bets on other places, I know if you're doing saltwater, you're gonna have like shrimp and different live uh, cut bait that you're gonna be using that's gonna work a little bit better for you. I don't know as much about saltwater fishing as I do freshwater, but those are probably gonna be your best options there. Um, minnows really work well and they're really easy to find fish with them. Uh, worms as well, you can find them if it rains, go outside. Uh, tip over a log or something that's on the ground and more than likely you're going to find 
a couple worms and just throw them in a bin, throw them in the fridge, keep them, and they'll stay, and you'll be able to use them next time you go fishing. Artificial is a little bit more complex. We can see we're going to something a little bit more um, uh, in depth. This is where you need to uh, have just a little bit of understanding of what fish you're going after and how to use them, but they are still pretty um, easy to understand once you get the kind of more or less the direction of what you're going for and stuff like that. So the next thing I would recommend for a fishing list, um, essentially this is kind of more geared towards if you're fishing uh, largemouth bass, which I would assume most of you are fishing, or uh, even uh, smallmouth and or sunfish. This is what this list is kind of uh, geared to and can be uh, deviated from just a little bit depending on uh, where you're at in the world and what type of uh, vegetation and stuff like that you have in your waterways. But more essentially, uh, a good guess to bring is a 3 8 ounce jig, uh, black and blue, or if your body or water has a bluegill collar or a bluegill population, the bluegill collar really works well there. So make sure to just bring like a 3 8 ounce uh, jig in either one of those collars and that will serve you really well in your water. Um, this is really useful because 3 8 is a good size. You can get them pretty cheap for a couple bucks. You can pick up some. Uh, even Walmart have a like a dollar fifty jig and although the skirts might fail on you, the hook's pretty stout. Um, as long as you find something with a good stout hook, it's going to treat you well and you can throw a trailer on that and it'll be really good. Uh, different techniques can be used with the jig. That's why they're uh, really nice. They make swim jigs where you literally just cast it and reel it back and it has different actions. Um, they make football jigs where you can uh, drag them across the bottom and over hard rock. So if you got a lot of if you're fishing like a river and you got a rocky bottom, you can use a football head here and kind of drag it over that rocks on the bottom of that river and you're going to be able to feel that and be able to not get hung up as much because of the football head. Like I said, the swim jig is good for swimming it back. You can throw a soft plastic on that, um, which we'll get to. Um, but if you throw a soft plastic on there, it just gives you a little bit more action. It makes the profile a little bit bigger, so the fish are more likely to bite it if they're hungry. Stuff like that. Um, jigs are pretty much can be used throughout the year. It doesn't matter. Um, right now, I know here in southern Indiana, it's a whopping like whole 10 degrees, and it's uh, icing outside and snowing, so it's not the best quality uh, conditions for fishing, but jigs would work. They really would. You would just throw them to the bottom, probably let them sit on the bottom and drag them, kind of like a football head jig, and that would get you a bite. It would probably take a while, but you would find fish that way. Uh, moving on, something else to look at is a spinnerbait. Um, works well in windy conditions something that has a little bit of chop on the water kind of gets that spinnerbait to blend in a little bit to the water column but this also 3 8 ounce is a good size uh, you can go up and down depending on the size of the fish you're wanting 
or uh, the types of species in your fishery. Um, here I would probably go with white or white and chartreuse or bluegill. Um, this is just going to cover it everything you want to. That chartreuse on that white is going to get those fish fired up if you're having just a little bit tough time getting them to bite. Um, the spinnerbait's goal essentially is to look like a big ball of bait fish or an injured bait fish and it's going to have those spinner blades to create uh, action but also flash if there is sun. So this is going to catch the fish's eye and really draw them in to this. Uh, you can use this anytime depending uh, if you got a little wind on the water like I said if it was choppy. Um, also the sun is a good uh, condition if you would like to use them use the spinnerbait whenever it's sunny outside because like I said that reflection off the blades gives it just a little bit more catch in the fish's eye. Next would be a lipless crankbait. Um, just depends on uh, what weight you find and the size and what you uh, kind of like but some collars that I would probably stay uh, stay around is like a shad type collar kind of be like that gray whitish type collar. Um, White and blue color is that shad, but if you have find one with like a stripy yellow, could be good. Something just to throw them different that they haven't seen a little bit. Like I was talking about earlier, this spring, this right here, crawdad collar works well. It's kind of a red type collar that's um, really just something different. It's going to imitate that crawdad just a little bit better than like a white, so it gets them fired up just a little bit more. Um, lipless cranks are great around grass. Throw that around grass, you rip it up out of the grass, and that's gonna, um, it's gonna look like a dying bait fish. As it goes down, it's gonna flutter, and then as you rip it up, it's gonna kinda excite the fish, and you're probably gonna get a reaction strike most of the time whenever you throw a lipless crankbait. Um, kinda similar, moving on, is a square bill. Um, you can choose different weights. Uh, with a square bill and how uh, deep you're fishing is going to depend on your square bill or your deep divers essentially so I really can't give you a good uh, ounce of what you should go for but depending on what you find and stuff like that is what I would go with collars I would go with the same as your lipless uh, reds and stuff like that's going to work well in spring uh, shad collars is going to be good if you have bluegill go for bluegill collars um, but if you're using a true square, square bill that's maybe diving uh, three to five feet in the water column, um, they're going to work well around uh, stumps where they can deflect off of it. Uh, rock, if you're fishing this along like a, uh, a river bank that has rock or a, a reservoir that has uh, like a pond dam that's built with like rock, this is going to be really good there. So that the bill of this, uh, this bait can deflect off that and kind of give it more of an erratic feeling so the fish looks like um, the bait is dying to them. Moving on to some of my favorite fishing and a lot of people's favorite fishing is going to be your frogs in top water. Um, for frogs there's a whole different ones not a whole bunch are better than the others. Some got better hooks and that's what I would try to look for. Some that got better, sharper hooks that are going to um, keep the fish on. I know a couple good ones that are pretty cheap are Booyah, Booyah 
uh, frogs. They're like five bucks. Um, but actually, H2O, which is Academy's uh, version or brand, is going to have some really good uh, baits. And I would recommend that to anyone who is looking for some cheap baits, especially if it's uh, going before uh, springtime. You can go there and get your baits on cheap because they'll have a sale. But the H2O is Academy's um, brand, and they have a good frog that has some really stout hooks. And I don't know if I said this, but uh, the Academy brand, the H2O Express, their frogs are like 3 bucks, so that's not a whole lot compared. So it's like about half of the uh, Booyah frogs. So if you're trying to ball on a budget a little bit, I'd go with them. Collar, simple and frogs. Um, you really don't need a whole lot of them. I know I like to get all of them. Um, but what you really want is you want to look at the belly of the frog. The top of the frog could be painted the most outrageous colors and different. doesn't really matter. looks good to you, and that's why we buy them. But to the fish, they're only seeing the belly. So really what's important is to have kind of like a white or pale collar belly, a dark collar, and that's pretty much your two choices doesn't really matter um, more options would be um, short tails on the frogs or long tails on the frog um, or sometimes you even have one long and one short tail and you can do that yourself if you buy a long um, long two long tails on your frog and you can trim one of them up shorter just gives it a little bit uh different action as you're reeling it back in and walking the frog which is a different technique and if you would like to know that technique just let me know and i can make a video on that but essentially frogs are going to work a little bit better um towards the later end of the summer months it gets a little hot you can throw them around grass during the day really in midday if those fish start to push back into cover around some grass lines, you can throw that on top of them, really get them fired up. Just another option you have. Um, poppers are another one, or walking baits for um, top water. I don't use them particularly because I don't, I'd rather throw a frog so I don't have a lot of practice with them, but the same as frogs kind of have a walking action back and forth but they have treble hooks so probably increases your chances of a hookup if they try to bite it so you that's something to think about or you could go for now one of the probably the biggest and largest um things we have as fishermen are stick baits and soft plastics they are the easiest way or easiest baits to use pretty much there's not a whole lot to them as long as you got a hook put the soft plastic on the right way you're probably going to catch a fish uh eight times out of ten in the right conditions it's pretty easy and a lot of fish like them this can go all the way down from a uh, little tiny soft plastics all the way up to the biggest ones but some of the easiest ways to classify them are going to be number one your stick baits or your logs and that's essentially going to be just a long tube of plastic uh, the next one's going to be like your worms, your speed worms, zoom speed worms, uh, razor worms, stuff like that. That's going to be that category. And then lastly, your creature baits, crawls, lizards, uh, your nuke style baits, and just your flipping punching baits, stuff like that. Just something that's 
a little bit more out there, but it's still soft plastics. Um, your stick baits are going to be fairly good to use. Um, collars, there's a ton of them. Uh, more common if you're kind of going for a largemouth. This, what you would typically use would be like a, a green pumpkin collar, black and blue. Can't go wrong with those. Worms, um, kind of similar. I would go kind of similar collars for any of your soft plastics that green pumpkin or black and blue is really going to work in a lot of conditions so that's something to keep track of worms can have those curly tails on them um, this is really good for if you're going for uh, a little bit more action as it's going through it's going to spin that curly tail and that's going to give it a thump in the water and also a little bit more action to hopefully attract more fish bluegill tend to like the little small like chartreuse collar um curly tails and that's just a little bitty worm with a curly tail on it and those work wonders for them creature baits there's a whole bunch like i said crawls your lizards um they make a whole bunch of different ones you can really just look through that uh like i said black and blue green pumpkin that really works well um these are typically going to be your trailers for your spinner baits, your jigs, your anything like that. Uh, they work really well. Some of the ones I would recommend for like your lizards would be like the baby brush hog from Zoom. Um, just depends on what you're going after is what I would use for that. Um, probably my favorite uh, soft plastics right now are gonna be the Guggen Squad baits. I know there's a lot of controversy with them, but I find that they are some good quality baits. Uh, there for the while, the first couple of them they're um kind of like the yamamoto's uh stick baits where they would tear apart really easily and they wouldn't last a whole long like you catch like maybe one or two fish and they're done now you can stretch it a little bit and probably catch like four fish on one bait before you have to change it out which is a little bit nice helps the pocketbook a little bit and they're not as expensive as some of the uh, really premium quality stuff but they're not dirt cheap where they're junk and they don't have good action so that's why they're kind of in the middle and I, I think they're pretty good stuff for the money another thing to note if you do try to go for the Guggen Squad baits um, you can go to Carl's um, bait and tackle and if you become a member you get like 30% off and they have sales all the time running on the Guggen stuff so you can get them for a little bit cheaper and it's if you order like once and over 50 bucks or 40 bucks you'll pay your membership back with savings just on that uh, hooks I usually look at what baits I'm going to use and that just depends but a good all-around hook is a good 3 aught hook so this right here is a 3 aught hook um, can also look like this uh, in the store and that will be a really good uh, hook for you um, there's different ones you can go for a wide gap or something like that that just really depends on the bait you're using so I really can't uh, tell you much more on that unless I know what you're uh, going after but something like a uh, wide gap a three out hook uh, will fit most of your soft plastics and you won't have any problems uh, catching fish with those 
as long as you get a good brand that is sharp and sticky and can hold the soft plastic that's what i'd be more concerned about than what size and stuff like that you can figure out the size depending on what baits you're wanting to use or what soft plastics you're wanting to use a little bit later so i'm just trying to find a good brand uh vmc whoops vmc is a good brand make good uh hooks uh, just depending on which hooks you get uh eagle claw uh is a good brand that you can look at um Guggen squad now actually has some hooks although i feel like they're a little bit more on the expensive side whenever you can go a little bit cheaper and get something else um just depending on what you want but those are your hooks so if you're gonna be throwing your live baits you want to throw it um typically on something lightweight spinning gear with about eight to ten pound uh test of line probably a bobber and a hook and you're going to be thrown out there casting and waiting for a bite essentially this is what you find uh, mostly on long like bank fishermen that are going after sunfish they usually put crickets or worms on them and throw it out there and wait for the bobber to go under and that's what usually go after so like i said this um artificial live bait is going to be best used on uh, scenarios that are more effective for this moving on to now artificial bait um this can be used both spinning and casting depending on what you are throwing um essentially more of a lighter setup is usually best thrown on a spinner uh reel combo casting you can be throwing more of a heavier uh bait um soft plastics i kind of go with a about a 15 pound test monofloral or braid depending on what you're doing jig in clear water about 20 pound test and either of that uh, heavy cover i usually bump that up to about 35 to 40 40 40 pound uh, braid and top water i also just go ahead and use my same heavy cover rod uh, as my top water and throw that as braid as well crankbait i usually throw 15 pound uh mono now you can throw this on mono or fluoro uh fluorocarbon uh sinks in the water so if you're throwing a two to five foot um square bill and on fluoro that's really gonna sink to that five foot mark fairly easy and might go a little bit deeper so that's something to uh, keep in mind uh, fluoro will sink mono will float along with braid that kind of just hangs out there um, so that's something to keep in mind all those different uh, tests and pounds uh, for different uh, baits to use now coming back uh, that's going to pretty much do it for the end of this podcast uh, like i said this podcast is also going to be up on youtube if you're watching on youtube thanks for watching it here uh, if you would like to just uh, listen to it it's going to be on spotify apple uh, google Podcasts, all the streaming services where you can find your podcast um, i hope you guys enjoyed this uh, please come and uh, dm me or uh, leave a comment on this video on youtube of different uh, podcasts uh topics you want to talk about or if i should talk with anybody on my podcast i'd love to get some people on here and kind of go over some things um so just reach out on social media somewhere and let me know what you'd want to hear or that you enjoyed this podcast 
Um, I'm going to try to make these uh, podcasts a weekly thing or a bi-weekly thing uh, whenever I get time. Uh, kind of just in between uh, videos to kind of supplement the YouTube channel. I'm going to throw them up on there. But like I said, they're also going to be on Spotify, Apple, and Google podcast streaming services. So I want to thank you guys so much for listening or watching this episode of Backwoods Unleashed podcast. Um, this episode was about how to get started fishing on any type of body of water. And I hope that after listening to this or watching this video, you have a more uh, understanding of different things you will need to get started. Um, I can go into more depth on one topic if you guys would like that. But really, this would just give you a pretty much a general grasp of what you need and different information to understand fishing and to get started. So thank you guys so much for listening. And I will see you guys in the next episode.